Welcome to Freshly Forever, a podcast that gives you fascinating insights week after week. Here's your host, Vai Kumar. Another episode of Podcast Freshly Forever. Today, I have the honor of interviewing Dr. Jared Spencer. He is very passionate about improving the emotional health of athletes and business leaders. Dr. Spencer is a clinical psychologist who helps clients get unstuck and become the best version of themselves so they can thrive in their business or athletic pursuit. Hey, Dr. Spencer, how are you today? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, doing so well. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Yeah, I just thought it's so important in this present day context to talk about well-being of people in business and the employees as well, right? And uh, I know you're an expert doing both the business side and the athletic side, but I guess peak performance when it comes to the present day context, I think mental health plays a great role in that. So what do you think are the crucial factors impacting businesses today? As you alluded to there, it's, it's really mental health. We have got to do more to equip our uh, employees in the business world with the skills, the mental tools and their mental toolbox to manage the anxiety and pressure and stress and insomnia and challenges that we have today. We've got to equip them to deal with the emotional side of life. Mm -hmm. Okay. You said anxiety there. Makes me want to ask you. How much is fear of the unknown playing into people's lives? Well, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I define anxiety as the fear of the unknown, right? That's an oversimplification. But what we are saying is that when our, when our thoughts go a little too far into the future, we can feel worried or frustrated or maybe even overly concerned or essentially anxious, and so anxiety is when your mind goes a little too far forward. Depression can often be when your mind goes a little, your thoughts go a little bit too far too long in the past. Mm-hmm. And so uh, right now we live in a time and place in history where we just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Um, that's been one of the major aspects of the pandemic. Now, I don't see that as all bad. And the reason I say that is because I think we were living too fast, uh, too far in the future. And Mm -hmm. so by bringing life back to the here and the now, let's just focus on today. Let's just focus on this week, this weekend, and then we'll see what next week or next month brings. I think there's some degree of benefit um, for that. Having said that, um, anxiety is is at an all-time high right now, Mm -hmm. and we've never seen anything quite like it. Okay. And how significant then is resiliency and confidence in the context of the current situation? Is that something? if we give enough impetus to that can you know possibly bring about a shift well adversity breeds resiliency and for those individuals that have gone through some type of adversity in their life is that they actually have skill set but there are a lot of people whose lives have been pretty good and they didn't really have that same set of tools in their mental toolbox to manage the adversity they don't have the same type of emotional resiliency and quite frankly they're struggling they're suffering mm-hmm. now that being said even those most resilient people out there there is a limit for resiliency and people do experience that mental fatigue and consequently everybody needs a break mm-hmm. so 
Yes, resiliency is one of those hallmark characteristics that has been really vital, but it's limited. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's only so much that one can do, right? You know, like we right. all are not superhuman. We are just human. And Right? <laughs> I guess yeah, it's so a true. reminder. So how best can one develop these then? I mean, it's what is it that one can cultivate? And how is it that experts like you can help, say, individuals or businesses and their employees thrive? Sure. Well, there's really two paths, the outside-in head knowledge and then the inside-out kind of like heart knowledge. So when somebody works one-on-one with an individual and they look within and they talk about their own feelings and their experiences and the complex interpersonal dynamics, we really learn more about thyself. And therefore, we can heal oneself and develop the necessary skills to manage life a little bit better. That's one half. The other half is the outside-in, really, head knowledge. As I record this with you, I'm standing in front of a bunch of books here. And those books are really like resources that if an individual was were to develop resiliency by studying and reading and learning and watching podcasts and listening to all kinds of speakers out there. There's so many things that they could do to really uh, equip themselves with knowledge. And that's another way to develop resiliency. Okay. And your signature message, clearer mind, better performance, right? So what strength psychology methods do you typically give organizations or its employees to become better? Sure. When it comes to strength psychology techniques to have a clear mind, it really all comes down to one main thing. And that really, quite frankly, is sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleep is the number one factor in performance. And the better we're sleeping, the mind usually heals itself when we're sleeping. It clears itself out. The problem is, you know, most people are sleeping about six hours a day. They're logging about six hours of screen time, maybe more. And so in the last 10 years, we've seen this huge shift from like a lot of people around the world are just getting more screen time than they are hours of sleep. And they're on their phone, social media. And therein lies this massive cell phone addiction problem that's driving the sleep epidemic, which is really impacting mental health. So when we talk about how to have a clear mind, better performance, the very first place I start with uh, companies, corporations, with athletes is let's take a deep dive on sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting you said insomnia earlier, and then you also talked about the need for better sleep. Makes me, again, want to ask, is it a matter of you and me taking to, say, a forum like LinkedIn or somewhere and bringing this up for it to you know, change for the better? Because the work culture overall seems to be completely immersed, especially in intergeographic companies, you know, companies that operate globally, people operating in different time zones, they are not eating right, they are not sleeping well. So how do we bring about this cultural shift? Because when it's dinner time somewhere, people are still on calls because the demands of work and their situation, you know, calls for it, right? So how do we bring about this change, Dr. Spencer? You're asking a question that I don't have the answer to. I mean, the truth is, like, this is really, really complicated and really hard. And you're absolutely right. As we become, like, you know, more united around the world and time zones are different and our circadian rhythm, our our natural rhythm that each person's body has with the environment that's around them, that's, that's shifting. And so what we know is that a lot of what's happening 
isn't really healthy for us. It's not really good for our overall health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And so how do we create boundaries uh, around technology when we all live in a world of immediacy? We want it now. And if you don't want to provide it, that's fine. We'll just get somebody else. And so that's, that is a unanswerable question at this point in time. My mind's not smart enough to, to answer that or solve that. But I do think that we have to find a way to make it a little bit better for each individual so that we can have greater mental health. And it's certainly playing into someone's mental well-being, correct? I guess the need for the hour is that empathetic leaders. What is it? You know, how do they build confidence and trust in employees? And how can we foster mental health? Because I think somewhere there needs to be some forum that can bring this message out loud and clear, correct? For sure. It just... Like I said, you and me writing on LinkedIn, creating awareness, or is it you and me sitting on this podcast or in conjunction to that, bringing it up in other forums? Or is it a matter of leaders being more empathetic? Yeah, great question. And I think the truth is when it comes to a business, follow the money. And a lot of times company Mm -hmm. leaders will give lip service to the importance of mental health, for example, in their organization. But if you really stop and think about it, like how many webinars are they hosting for their employees to watch? Uh, What type of speakers are they bringing in? What books are they having them read? What uh, one-on-one resources Mm -hmm. are they providing? And the harsh reality is the answer a lot of times is that yeah, it's it's a, it's a check the box item, but it, we're not really going below the surface. We're not really going deep on this topic. That's wherein the cultural uh, shift is beginning, but oftentimes there's not the funding behind it to make it meet the need of the people today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What other tools then can help employees? I mean, I guess one is companies themselves and leaders themselves have to bring about a cultural shift. But if not that, until such time that can happen, then is it a matter of employees just focusing on their own health to the extent that they can by doing, say, some yoga, visualization? What other tools would you give someone? Well, I give somebody the power of empathy. Empathy is often underutilized, but yet it's it's a very, very important tool for a leader. When you see somebody whose sales numbers have maybe dropped over the last few months or the last few quarters, and you go in and you say to that person, you know, what's what's wrong with you? Like your sales numbers are down, like, you know, get, get them up or we're gonna have to go a different direction. That doesn't leave a person mm-hmm. feeling really good about the company. But if somebody says, hey, your sales numbers are down, are you Okay. Can I help in any? Can I help in any way? You, you want to go for a walk and talk about it a little bit? Uh, that's imp- that's empathy, and empathy is a leadership skill that we need now more than ever within businesses, not just top down, but you know, person to person to help each other understand. If we can be a little empathic with each other, that empathy can go an incredibly long way towards making a person feel heard, validated, encouraged, supported, and even productive. Okay. So again, it's an intertwining and that helps build trust, helps build confidence, and probably that can in turn relate to someone becoming more resilient, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What about any other tools that you would say that companies can empower their employees with? And what typically would you Could you do when you go help someone out? Say when companies call you, typically what is it that you, Dr. Spencer, are able to impart? Yeah, for example, one company that I work with, you know, nearly every month, 
we do a webinar and they can pick the topic. I've got like 30 available on my website. And sometimes we even create topics uh, for them. So for example, last month, I did a webinar on change and how we can deal with change a little more, more effectively. So here are 10 psychological skills that can help a company deal with change, right? So change management, because the world's changing so fast, is an important concept. Mm-hmm. And so if we could instill like the skill of managing change, or for example, how do we shift out of negative thinking when we're really feeling negative, pessimistic, and down, we're a little hard on ourselves. How do we actually get back to a more positive mindset, a more optimistic mindset? Like those are literally like skills in the sports world uh, that I teach. So very important for an athlete to be able to say, hey, we're getting beat, but we need to rebound and and play better. How do they do that? Mm -hmm. And so explaining like, for example, with that, like there are 15 negative, there are 15 thinking patterns that we all tend to use. This is kind of classic cognitive cognitive psychology, but one of those 15 patterns tends to be the one that you or I or anybody else would use the most when we particularly get stressed. So Mine's particularly filtering. Others might be catastrophizing and polarized thinking. But you see, like, you can't shift out of negative thinking if you don't know which pattern you're stuck in. Mm-hmm. But if I gave somebody that handout and said, hey, look at this handout, look at these 15, and you identify which it is for you, then when you're in reward fallacy or blaming, you know how to get out of the negative thinking because you actually know the pattern and there's a word to describe that pattern that you're stuck in. And so that's just one small technique. That's like one of seven of how to shift from negative positive thinking. But the idea is if we can give resources and knowledge and education on, on, on gems like that, then people feel like, okay, now I know a pathway out of the way that I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess empowering is the need of the hour. And what about any other programs or your contact info that you would like to share for the benefit of listeners here? Sure. Yeah. You can reach out to me, uh, Jared Spencer, it's J-A-R-R-O-D Spencer.com. And uh, of course on social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, love to have people reach out to me. And uh, then a lot of times people will say, well, we're going to get more content specifically, Uh, you know, on Amazon, you can buy my book, um, Mind of the Athlete, Clear Mind, Better Performance. Even though it's written for athletes, it relates to everybody. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I think we couldn't have emphasized more about resiliency and empathy. I guess those are my main takeaways from today's conversation. And I hope every listener here finds that more and more inspiring. And uh, thank you so much once again for taking time to talk to us here today. My pleasure, Vi. I wish you and everyone the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Listeners, as always, follow the podcast, rate the podcast, leave a review from your podcast app of choice, and follow me on Instagram at YP Kumar for all things digital media and lifestyle. I'll see you back again with another interesting guest and another interesting topic. Until then, it's why saying so long.